Oh, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, one of the, the maybe scary things about having me as a, a pastor is, uh, yes, sometimes on Sunday I, I kind of, you know, take my, my life, my future in my hands and try to tell you the Word of God as He seems to have asked it of me. And this particular week, as I was trying to figure out what my sermon was going to be about, I got a call uh, supposedly from an Episcopalian <coughs> minister. And part of what he wanted to tell me was he wanted to, yes, bad mouth our president. He said many of the same things that you see in the news, that you see in the media today, a, a, a bunch of kind of, yes, over-amplified kinds of dialogue. And now the, the Missouri Senate pastors, you know, are, are pretty famous for not speaking about politics. Yes, you know, we're kind of trained in seminary that we, you know, are, are trying to reach as many people. We don't want to, you know, criticize uh, especially other political parties or maybe even, you know, praise certain parties. But yeah, the fundamental principle that I want to be able to talk to you about today is that we, we do, in fact, have a commandment. A commandment that says, Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. And I brought out my catechism here even today so I can read it. You don't have to trust that my memory maybe was a little bit faulty today. But here, from Martin Luther's small catechism, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him or slander him or hurt his reputation, but rather defend him, speak well of him, and explain everything in the kindest way. You see, dear friends, not only are we called as Christians to refrain from certain actions, to refrain from intentionally hurting our neighbor's reputation, but rather we are also called to put the best construction on things, aren't we? And the question goes out to our, our nation, yes, even to us today, are we following that command? Are we speaking well of other people? Are we putting the best construction on what they do? Are we explaining everything in the kindest way that we could? And I think maybe if we're honest with one another, we'd have to say we're not quite doing that right now. You know, again, I don't talk a lot of politics. I don't tend to praise a lot of politicians. I try not to, you know, denigrate others. 
But it kind of struck me this week, as I look at our current president, I always think to myself, he's so strong. Because I, I don't know if you've ever been there or not, but there have been times in my life when, when people have hurt my reputation. There have been times in my life when people have failed to speak well of me. There have been times in my life when I, I've struggled with things of that nature. And you know what? If I was in the president's shoes right now, I think I would have only lasted about two weeks. <laughs> Because it kind of weighs on a person, doesn't it? And, and hopefully you, you haven't been there, you haven't been there for very long, but right, someone begins to, to spread lies about you, it, it weighs on you. And someone begins to say bad things about you behind your back, and, and it, it kind of sucks a little bit of the life out of you. And pretty soon, you know, you're, you're kind of going around and then you're slumped over and you feel like there's this extra weight and you're wondering how to deal with it. You're wondering how it, it's ever going to end. And for three years, our president has had that in his life. But what about us? We can come to experience those same kinds of things, can't we? You know, especially in, in this day and age when you know, we're, we're all trying so hard to just get along. You know, we, we certainly don't want to cause you know, a controversy. Well, if you don't want to cause controversy, then you're afraid to take a stand, aren't you? And if you don't want to cause controversy, then you, you become like, yeah, some of the, the other denominations that are out there where we just kind of say to people what we think that they want to hear because we certainly don't want any conflict. And maybe that sounds good at first. But, you know, for us in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, we've always kind of had the reputation of being the hard church, haven't we? You know, when I was over in North Dakota, we were the hard church in the community. And, you know, here in, in Randall, Minnesota, you know, you go out to, amongst people outside of our congregation, and, yeah, we kind of have a reputation. We toe the line. We ask the hard question. And the hard question, of course, is, do you believe Jesus? Do you believe him? How Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Do you believe that? You see, if you truly believe that Jesus is the Son of God, if you believe that he told the truth, if you believe that that is reality, then you're going to cause controversy, aren't you? 
Because you want your loved ones to make it to heaven as well. You see, if things were just like the world said, and there are all these ways to heaven, and everybody is going to make it, and you know, maybe like Adolf Hitler and Stalin, they'll be like the two people in hell, but everyone else is going to be there, Then, yeah, we, we just want to get along. And yeah, then we, we don't want to cause controversy. And yeah, then we want, want to be inclusive. But if this saying of Jesus is true, we have an obligation, don't we? To be able to go out and tell other people that they're not going to make it. That hurts a little bit. We have an obligation to go out and tell other people that they're committing sin. Oh, I don't want to hear that. We have an obligation to tell people that their sin is a weakness, but there is a cure. There is strength to be found in Jesus Christ. And if you're connected with Christ, you can overcome that weakness. If you're solid with the Lord, you can be strong in His power. Now Jesus said, only the overcomers will reign on high. Well, well, to me that means you have to overcome, doesn't it? It doesn't mean you can just say, oh, I, I have this weakness, I have this sin, but that's okay and everything will be fine. It means I have a weakness, I have a sin, and I need to deal with it. I need to begin to exercise my will. With the power of Christ within me, I need to overcome that sin, that weakness. I need to do that. And dear friends, that is the message that our synod has always proclaimed when we're faithful. The message that there is a way out. The message that a person locked in the, the sin of theft can exercise self-control and stop stealing. The exercise that a person who badmouths their parents can gain control of their tongue can instead become a blessing to their mom, their dad. And certainly the message that a people who have bad mouth their leadership can come back to God, can begin to follow the commandment, can exercise the self-control of their tongue, you see. And that's what we're teaching. And that's what we expect. But so often, again, in the world today, you find people, oh, you know, they, they don't respect authority. Right? They, they don't respect their, their teachers. They, they don't respect law enforcement. They, they, they you know, think the, the prison is terrible. And that's all that comes from inside. Now, what do we need? We need the Holy Spirit, don't we? Because when the Holy Spirit is with you, giving you the power of self-control, helping you to overcome the sin in your life, 
then you have real peace, don't you? And then you're able to find joy in that, even in the midst of controversy, even though proclaiming the truth brings you pain, you're still able to accomplish that. And dear friends, really, that's where we want to be, isn't it? We want to be known as people that tell the truth. The truth of God's word. We want to be known as people that others can look to and see something different. Yes, that, that might lead to pain. And yes, it, it might lead to controversy. You know, certainly it will cause division. And yet, that is where we're called to be. Uh, dear friends, today we'll have our voters meeting. We'll be thinking about the future of our congregation. We'll be thinking about kind of the, the mission, the direction that we want to take. And I challenge each of you here this morning that this would be the direction. That we would tell the truth. That we would set ourselves as an example of God's word. That certainly we would do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, there will be controversy. And yes, there might be criticism at times. But I ask the question again. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe what he said? Do you believe he told the truth? Because if he did, there is a lot of work for us to do. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.